Welcome to the Connecticut Criminal Law Podcast, brought to you by Ruane Attorneys. The answers you need, the privacy you deserve. Each season tackles a different area of criminal law. Now, to your host, Jay Ruane. Hello, I'm Jim Ruane, and for over 30 years, I've been a certified criminal trial specialist here in Connecticut. That makes me one of the uh, few experts in the field of law available to help you with your criminal case. This season on the podcast, we will be doing a deep dive into the basics of criminal defense and answering many of the questions I've gotten from clients and family members over the last four decades. Today's episode focuses on bail and arraignment after an arrest. When a person is arrested by the police, bail will be set for the case. Bail is a financial incentive to return to court. It is money set by the judge or the police. The point of bail is to make sure that a person comes to his or her court date. In addition, bail is an incentive for a person to return to court for each court date until their case is finished. The police will set bail when you are arrested for a crime. If you are able to post the full bail amount in cash, then you'll be released from jail. When the case ends, you can get a full refund of the cash that you posted from the court. If you aren't able to post bail yourself, you may be able to contact a bail bondsman to post a bail bond on your behalf. The bail bond is like an insurance policy. You pay a non-refundable premium and the bail bondsman agrees to, in writing to cover your bail amount if you fail to appear for one of the court dates. Fees in Connecticut are set by law. The bail bondsman has the right to charge a fee of 10% of the face amount of the bond up to $5,000. Anything over $5,000, the bail bondsman's fee is 7%. Sometimes, however, bondsmen ask that you give the bondsman more than the 7% as an additional security. Obviously, that amount over the 7% would have to be returned to you at the end of the case. So, for example, if the police set a $5,000 bail for a case, the defendant will have to pay the bail bondsman $500. As I said, you don't get the money back at the end of the case because it's the bondsman's fee. If you paid the $5,000 in cash yourself, then you get a full refund at the end of the case. But most people don't have that amount of cash on hand, so many of our clients use a bail bondsman. Connecticut also now allows you to post 10% of your bail up to the amount of $20,000. It is another way to get released and not to incur the cost of a bondsman. But you need to post it in cash or have someone post it in cash for you. The cash is then given to the police. They give you a receipt. And later on, when it is returned to you, it is returned by the clerk of the court in the form of a check. Your first court date after your arrest will be the arraignment. That's a very significant court date where several critical things happen. If your loved one is still being held in police custody, the judge will review the amount of bail set by the police, and the judge can set a new amount of bail so that your loved one can be released. Also, the judge will review the arrest reports to ensure that the police had probable cause for the arrest. This is the standard we talked about in Episode 1. When you go to your first court date, the judge has the opportunity to review the bail set by the police. 
If you are unable to post bond and are still in jail, you'll be interviewed by special court staff called bail commissioners. These individuals then make recommendations to the judge about the amount of bail based upon their interview with you. Now, this is critically important. The judge has the right to raise or lower the amount of bail at a court date. Even if the police set it at a certain amount, the judge can raise or lower that amount. That is why, depending on the circumstances of the bond that is set, it may be wise to bond out from a police station, or it may be wise to wait and see if the court will lower the amount of bond. Only a lawyer with experience can give you good advice on this. Also, the judge has the right to add non-financial conditions as further conditions of release. For example, in domestic violence cases, these non-financial release conditions can include protective orders, restrictions on possession of firearms, counseling and treatment, substance abuse testing and treatment, and GPS monitoring, and travel restrictions. If you fail to obey any of these release conditions, you can be rearrested and charged with the additional crime of violation of your conditions of release. And if you miss your court date, the judge can do what is called calling the bond. In that, the clerk announces in court that the bond is being called and asks if there's no any response. If there's no response, the court noted, notes it on the court record and orders you to be rearrested. If you posted cash bail, at that point, the bond cash will be forfeited to the court. Worse, if a bail bondsman posted your bond, they'll hire a bounty hunter to find you and bring you back to court. So you should avoid this situation. If you know someone who needs this information, please share it with them. I'm Jim Ruane. If you need help with a criminal case, please visit us at ruaneattorneys.com. Thanks for listening to the Connecticut Criminal Law Podcast. For more information or to get a free consultation for your criminal law questions, visit us at RuaneAttorneys.com or call or text 203-925-9200.